but it's just I like <laughs> it just feels so embarrassed week after week after week, and it's just like I don't know what I can do differently. You know, it's just. No, don't, don't, don't be embarrassing. I know that you're, it, you're, it's frustrating because you're like, how the fuck do I fit in, put my art into this? But you are fucking magic, bitch. You're magic. You are magic. When I saw that first look, I'd never seen you like you. You're fucking magic. You know what? If you don't fit in this box, fuck it. You, you are amazing, baby. I'm starting to feel like I'm not sure I, I belong in this competition. This is a competition. It's a competition. It's a competition. It's just a competition. But remember, what is art? It is not a competition. So you need to separate your art from this and decide if you want to compete or if you want to make art. And you have to figure out if those two things come together. Do you know what I mean? Because I say, if you're going to do this, you do this as Yoska. I don't want to see anyone else. I don't want. I don't want to see anyone else but the creatures of your imagination. Thank you. I don't, I don't, I don't. Welcome to the House of Momsters. Yeah, it is Ah Real Momsters. <laughs> and for me, it's Ah Real Momsters. Yeah, right? I'm so relieved and so comforted by the compassion yeah. on screen this week in yeah. Dragula. You have Mama Louise and then like, Aunt Sassy Hollow. Aunt Yavska. Aunt, y- Aunt Yavska. No, it's sort of like a weird cousin, foreign, foreign exchange student Yavska. Cousin it. Cousin it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Aunt Aunt Hollow. I mean, and we say aunt without a gender. Aunt, I'm an aunt. I aspire to be an aunt. Let's just be real clear sure. up front about this. It's like Uncle Frank and Aunt Jack. Exactly. Yeah. Ugh. Um, or who's the one from Drag Race? Auntie Two. Oh, Auntie Two. Yeah. Drag Race Thailand. Drag Race Thailand. Excuse yeah. me. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I love the mom and aunt energy in the room. Ugh. I will tell you, both times I watched this episode, there were tears. Oh, really? I don't know why, and I actually do know why. I think it's because um, I just I just appreciated how kind they were being, and yeah. that it was. It, and they were making like valid points yeah. too. Like it didn't it was, feel performative. It felt real. Right. It wasn't just like, oh, you're going to be fine. Oh, no. But it's literally like, I'm going to break this down for you. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. And I feel like what they were each saying was was different and important. I mean, Louise, you know, I hate to jump to the BSAs so quickly in an episode, but I think we just need to name some moments. And they're all mostly in this scene, in these two scenes. Sure. But when Louise is telling Yavska, like, you are magic, bitch. And the first time when I saw that first look come out and the way her voice kind of breaks yeah. when she says that, it's it's so real. I just don't I don't think Louisiana has time for bullshit. I agree. Agreed. I think we would also know. Yeah. I think the like bullshit voice is when she was like playing, reading back and forth. Right. Like that's that I get. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, in things I've read on Reddit, you know, read it on read it. Uh, is that it's real that she's super sweet that she's super great? I think um, Anthony Hudson on Gaylords of Darkness has worked with her and said the same thing that she's just amazing. The, the little pack at Macri Park is all for Louisiana. I mean, people that have worked with her love her. Well, I should tell you, I think you will appreciate this, especially as we get into the spooky Halloween season. Is that uh, Louisiana Purchase Anthony said? Uh, 
she did uh, an illusion uh, throwing back to, uh, as you like to call it, the Vivitch, the witch. <gasps> the Vivitch. Using like stockings, a saggy boobs, <gasps> and like just did a whole illusion. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. She was she was giving you, it was a Black Stanley. <laughs> yeah. So apparently it's on or maybe on YouTube. So. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just the, uh, just to kind of go to this clip of the week. Uh, so Louisiana, right? I, I it's interesting, right? Because we have another kind of ASMR moment here, and then that queen goes home. Right. So you right. wonder if there's this like Louisiana curse. Yeah, where she where she kind of swoops in like an old New Orleans voodoo queen, or just like a, like uh you know an angel, you know. Nice, an angel, <laughs> and she had a pocketbook. Uh, she liked Creole food, <laughs> but not too spicy. Po' boys. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she calls her hookups, little po' boys. <laughs> oh, I just know this little po' boy. Uh, but yeah, so uh, what I think like the, the the point of what she's saying is like, you know, how do you how do you fit in? Uh, but just put your put your art into it because your art is is how you fit in. Yeah, I mean, I think that was also I don't know. It's sort of that overall st- the thesis statement of Drag Race and Dragula and any of this queer content is that feeling of not fitting in, that right. feeling of like I'm the weirdo and nobody understands me. And I think it's kind of, it's kind of fascinating to watch the weirdo of the weirdos, you know, who like even and and what that must feel like to be like I'm here in Dragula where all the rules of drag are thrown out the window and I'm, I still don't feel valid. Yeah. And I mean, that kind of echoes back to something we'll talk about later with Dahlia calling out hollow. And it's like, you're all monsters. You're all weird. So for Dahlia to be like, yeah, that, you know, I don't, I don't really like that. I, I, I was happy to hear hollow. And so was the bar just kind of, Oh, bark back. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited to talk about that confrontation because I feel like it was very much adult versus child. Yeah. And oh, yeah. And go I back think, to your room. Yeah. And I feel like hollow is Jesus Fester. Go back to your room. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, I was just going to say she. And so like, I'm just going to stop myself here because they referred to hollow as she many times this episode. They did. They also referred to Maxie as she, which is misgendering. Right. Because um, yeah, there's a uh, I guess Maxie tweeted uh, and I'll read the tweet here, uh, you know, and we've been I think uh, I think I know that we've been, you know, guilty of misgendering Maxie. So if going forward, Maxie's they. But so Maxie tweeted, I'm a non-binary person. Stop gendering me. I don't subscribe to reductively antiquated concepts of gender. My pronouns are they, them, theirs. Stop calling me she in drag and he out of it. So, okay, great. Noted going forward. And then Hollow, Hollow, according to Bitch Puddin, is all genders. Uh, And so I think it, I think she is okay, but I think for us moving forward, because we don't know, it will just mm-hmm. say they. Yeah, I, f- I, f- I find that fascinating. I find there's like, you know, when, when someone talks about being non-binary. Um, Post-binary. No, but I, I know. Oh, I see. I know, but I, when I more commonly hear someone talk about being non-binary, and where, where I'm, I'm interested in kind of like the delineation or coming to the conclusion about whether it's, whether it's either or neither, you mm-hmm. know? And, and if that's part of that or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, I just right. think that... So it's interesting to hear because I've more so heard the neither than the either. Yeah. But I think the either is very fascinating. Yeah. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Either. For sure. Uh, So anyway, back to this clip of the week. So hollow, man, this was just like breaking it down. Literally. Like there was this calmness in their voice that was like, this is a competition. It's a competition. Mm -hmm. But remember what art 
what is art? You know, and I'm just like, oh, it's this is like a teacher moment. It was so sweet too. It was really, I mean, I I I see everything through the lens of could you win a Best Supporting Actress Oscar for it? <laughs> everything in life, meals I make from Blue Apron. I'm like, could I get a BSA for this? Maybe a Golden Globe. But she was, they were giving me everything I needed for a BSA moment. My favorite nuance is when, uh, oh, what did they say? Let me let me get the actual line. It was when they said. I don't want to see anyone else mm. and had the, the, cl- the clutched hands yes. under their chin yes. and that smile. I'm sorry, but that is some real shit. I, I just, I don't think they're doing that for the cameras. And if they are, I appreciate it anyway. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it was repeated, right? I don't want to see anyone else. I don't want to see anyone else other than the creatures in your imagination. I don't. And I feel like this goes back to a lot of things we have talked about in the lens of drag race, but I think Dragula, it's just as, as valid is that, even if some of these things are performative or amped up or shoehorned in, it's like so important to include showing a scene where somebody who doesn't feel like they fit in is being told like your magic baby and like do your art. And all I want to see is who you are and what's in your mind because there's so many people out there who need to hear that. Frankly, there's times I've needed to hear that. So I, um, I appreciate it. And I just, I think that there is, we talk so much about the intentionality of Dracula and like what the Boulay brothers are doing. And I'm, I'm so on board for them kind of slowing things down to fit in these moments. Yeah. I, I think it's great. Yeah. To include, like if you don't fit in the box, fuck it. Yeah. Right? And, if you don't fit yeah. in the box, burn the box. You know, you know? And, and what I love Make about the box look like something else. Yeah. And what I love about that and what I love about kind of, you know, sort of the, the top of that scene with hollow fuck TV. Oh, like, oh, I have that. Quote. I want to whip my tits out in every white man, gay bar in the Fucking USA, white gay man bar in this goddamn world. Yeah. I like, I put that on a tote bag. Right. <laughs> right, like I, um, I loved all of that, but I think that moment where they say like, you know, fuck TV, like I don't care. It's very interesting how so much of of these first few episodes, whether it's Dahlia or Hollow or or even that like fuck the box, is is a meta reference to Dracula. So yeah. we're doing this TV show, right? And that they're leaving it in is so on brand for Dracula. Agree. You know? Yeah, even with the Dahlia stuff, like yeah. they kept all that drama in. It like you now we understand why there was that Maxi versus Dahlia drama that was non-drama oh, yeah. because it needed to set up Hollow v Dahlia. Yeah. Ugh, that like trunch bowl sit down in your seat moment. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> that and I and what I loved as well was there's a bit of an act one gun as well when all of that bullshit comes up again between Dahlia and Maxi, and there's that adults in the room moment between Madeline and Hollow oh. when when Dahlia is doing her speech again about if and if you have a problem with me then come tell me it's like oh my god you are you are croutons you're so stale with this speech <laughs> and and I love croutons but like come on croutons yeah yeah she is giving me croutons not bacon bits no <laughs> Dogs don't know it's not bacon bits. Uh, they anyway. I as she's doing that, then there's kind of this cut to like Madeline and Hollow and Hollow being like, "Really, mm. really, really, really." <laughs> You're never too old to dream. <laughs> and I didn't. Mama's home. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I didn't know that that was referring to like clearly like a deeper iceberg. And not knowing that, I just love that moment. Mm. That like two adults being like, oh God, here that kid goes. Ugh, it's yeah. just, 
these nuances matter. Oh, totally, mm-hmm. totally. Because yeah, then it's interesting because Dahlia, this episode, obviously Dahlia is probably like a sweet, amazing artist, right? But this episode was painted in this villain light as this kind of cranky little kid, not just with Hollow and with Madeline, but also with Maxie. Like we'll get into it when we get there. Yeah, and I think kind of. Uh, Yes, ending what you're saying. Then I think there's some elements of her in her her sort of whispered conversation with Madeline, where we just see her break. Oh my god! In like a very visceral way, it was like, "Oh, you are a child." Yeah, she's a child. Yeah, it's like the kid getting caught in the principal's office. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah and and yeah, the bully all of a sudden breaking down. Right. I mean, I don't, and I don't know if I necessarily get bully energy from Dahlia, but it is a transformation. Of energy. I mean, just kind of, oh, she fucked up. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> and it's kind of like, oh, and. As, as tough talking as she can be yelling across the room at Yavska and throwing comebacks around the moment Madeline, the moment, the moment grandma, yeah, grandma, 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 grandma <laughs> pulls her aside and tugs her ear, you know, yeah, she melts like country crock. Oh, God. I love it. The thankfulness for this show. Oh, and God. you know what? Not for nothing. And because I know it's the top of our show, but I was not really looking forward to Monsters of Rock because of last season's Monsters of Rock and yeah. how it was edited. But uh, it, again, scored. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, there's bits and, and niblets that sure. we'll mention. But I mean, sure. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful it's here. Yes. Well, with that, Mary, let's jump into this episode, Monsters of Rock, and tell our Marys what they're listening to. They are, of course, listening to another episode of All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary. All Right, Scary, which is our podcast dedicated to all things Dracula, the underworld of Dracula, and the nightmare the Boulet brothers created with this ooky spooky TV show. I'm Johnny. And I am Colin. And we are having a moment. We are having a moment. We are having a moment. Yes. And it was a moment. It was a moment. I'm just having a moment <laughs> all over my tits. <laughs> With my tits out for every gay man bar to see in this fucking world. In this fucking world. This goddamn world. With spiders all over my tits out in every white man gay bar for all the world to see. And I just want to attach all of these, all of these little oh, the catchphrases yeah, into yeah. just one long hollow... Uh, a hollow tunnel. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, a Halloween. It just, it just sounds like a flimsy dildo. <laughs> well, anyway, Marys, uh, did not disappoint with the opening. Okay. No, okay. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm. I. I have a note about the opening. Okay. I have two notes. All right. Um. And, you know, we'll start with these and then we'll move into your positives because it's always good to end on a high. But there's two things. One is that moment, and I say this as a complete and total non-actor, never aspired to it, didn't go to college for it, just want to be clear. But you can tell when people aren't actors. There's that thing. Oh, okay. There's okay. that There's that very like They know they're on camera. The people who aren't actors, and then you go down the spectrum of people who are, but they're not good actors. And then there's that thing that happens with good actors where it's like you see the difference. People who are good on TV and people who are not. Okay. And I think there's a whole bunch of nuances to that that aren't worth diving into. But I definitely had that feeling with this opening. It was... I didn't find this to be particularly impactful as an opening. And I think it's because they're doing a narrative this season versus bits. Okay. And so there's ebbs and flows. All right. Versus last season, it was everything was a little mini... Um, its own little thing. Its own little thing, so yeah. they could do whatever they wanted. Yeah. I mean, for me, what sold me on this opening was the unexplained hatred towards John. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, John. sure. Like, I was like, am I supposed to know who this is? No. Yeah. <laughs> There was that feeling of like, yeah, is it, like there was that one woman who was in the in the room with like a black and white striped shirt and like long black hair and these very like pursed lips. And mm. I was like, I've seen you before. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're like people who know know who you are. Mm. And I'm not one of those people. Right. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I appreciated the, the hatred towards John. And uh, again, you know, just throwing to horror movies, it was very kind of Rosemary's Baby in the sense that like, oh, yeah, the kids are outside and. We're all normal here. And then it's like, okay, blood ritual. Yeah, it just was like, hey, could we use your apartment for the scene we're filming? And like, let's just get these like capes from Alibaba Express. And like, it was just, a, and I'm most, <laughs> and I'm kind of not reading them for that because there's lots of low budget horror movies. They're just like this. Yeah. So that's, that's fine. Why it's it, I guess I just, you know, when, if you're going to do something that's referential to like something that's bad and like this, we'll talk about this with Louisiana Purchase, oh. right? I don't think they were doing good, bad drag here. I think they were just doing kind of like not fully realized good, bad drag. So not their drag, but the scene. You the scene mean. Exactly. That's what I mean. The scene is that I feel like if it was a, if it was a throwback to something else, there's more texture that needs to be there to create that so that I, we know it's intentional. Sure. I, from, I'm granted, I don't know if it was intentional, but I did like the idea that maybe somebody picked up a camcorder and yes, oh, can we borrow your apartment? Mm-hmm. And it was like going out to your friend's house. And it was your friend's house, but you're filming this crazy little scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so in that sense, I liked it because it was nostalgic. And again, drag is nostalgic. Yeah. And that's that's what it's feeling like is that exact kind of experience of like, oh, my God, let's for a weekend, let's film this like yeah. funny little thing. We'll do it here. We'll do it here. It'll be fine. I mean, you're just using like the, the dining room chandelier lamp is the lighting. Right. Um. I mean, to your point when you were saying, like, using a camcorder, and I know that this is all supposed to happen in these, like, in in one timeline, but I wish that it was kind of, like, as if it was a birthday party in the 1990s and it was camcorder footage. Oh, You know what I mean? Like, oh, found footage sure. in a way. That, like, like uh, which is Vistwick, right? Where they have the camcorder Yes, yeah. exactly, exactly. Like, I think that's a, I mean, it's so... Blair Witchy. Yeah, it's certainly overused, but I think if you do it right, it, it definitely creates a feeling that I think would be very clearly a reference. Right. You know? Right. Um, well, you know, things open up uh, to the, uh, the, bu- the boudoir. The boudoir. Yeah. The, boudoir. Um, uh, the one quote I did love is, that's none of your goddamn business. Mm-hmm. Uh, was she referencing Victoria Elizabeth Black or was it Darian Lake to Mendel Creme? Oh. Because she said, oh, that's what your mom said. Priscilla said, that's what your mom said. And I thought maybe she pointed to Dahlia. I th- think that's what she was saying. Because I do think that Victoria said that last season. About Dolly. About Dolly. That's yeah. right. Oh, God. I knew that it sounded familiar. And that's exactly what it was. Oh, these queens. You know. But dr- it's also Darian Lake. That's none of your goddamn business. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. But I feel like. What happens eventually on Drag Race is happening on Dragula. They're becoming self-referential. Mm. I mean, they were doing it season two with having Meatball show up in the bits. Yeah. But now it's like the tattoos. Right. These moments of quoting things from previous seasons. Like, it, they're already doing it in season three. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And referencing the edit and everything. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And then there was this argument, I guess, uh, talking about Maxi, Priscilla bringing up the fact that you weren't vampire queen enough. Uh, and Maxi focused on like the queen aspect of it and not the vampire part and used Landon as the example. 
Uh, and that's when, you know, we got Maxi uh, com- uh, telling everybody, like, you know, I'm, I'm non-binary, so it doesn't matter if, if I do queen or something in between. Yeah, you know, I think that what felt really valid to me in terms of the other folks' argument was, like, you're first you're saying it's a Studio 54, you know, vampire, mm-hmm. and then you're saying it's this, and you're saying it's that. And I I think that there is, it's at least worth exploring as if this were a, a set-up, you know, speech and debate situation, and someone had to play for and against. It's worth exploring the idea that, like, Maxi is valid in saying that, like, these definitions that you're, you know, putting to these words, I don't have to follow those. But I think, oh, isn't that really convenient? That means no one can hold any standard to you because, oh, well, that's just not my definition. Like, isn't, and I think that that wasn't really what they were saying was the problem. It was like, I yeah, don't think that's what they were saying. I think what they're yeah. saying is like, it's not elevated, right. which is what Eva said. I do think there's some validity in being like, this comes up again where Maxie's like, well, that's not my idea of what a woman is. Yes, fair, true. But if there's a certain situation that calls for a certain illusion because you're going towards a certain aesthetic to create a certain moment, you're just putting on an illusion like you'd put on any other illusion. Yeah. And, you know, obviously we have hollow kind of echoing with this like it's a competition or it's your art. And yeah. You have to decide. And, you know, it reminds me of Tatiana and Raven. Like, you know, I'm going to change for the judges. I'm not going to change for the judges. And this challenge in particular for Maxi, I thought was difficult because it wasn't for the judges. It was actually for for their team. Yeah. And Eva like stressing the fuck out over this decision. So yeah. I, do I if if Maxi was blue, do I think that they would have like undermined everything? No. But I think Eva's kind of like, oh, it's my challenge or not. You know? Right. Well, I mean, I think that goes to a very clear point is that this challenge was set up to either give Eva or Madeline a win. Right. There's no way any of the other band members, like Landon back there is oh not going to get noticed. Uh, well, and he did, right? With the spinning guitar. Oh, well, that during the floor show. I just yeah. mean during the performance. Right. Oh, no. I mean... Landon was amazing. Oh my this god! Week. Um, I also just want to mention. I just read this on Reddit, or I saw something on on Twitter that in the rock show they didn't. There was a whole scene that didn't get included in the final edit. But those are Landon, I think, Hames Christina's actual breasts in the in the rocker challenge look, oh. and she was very kind of anxious about you know, doing that. And her band was very supportive about like, no, like rock out with your tits out, you know? And she was like, yeah, I've got like double D's I'm putting away. Like it's work. (laughs) And I thought, you know, like it comes up later, you know, the the tucking versus tucking for, for drag Kings. Yeah. And I thought, that's tough, right? You're tucking way more than a dick. Oh yeah, <laughs> like and those are like a big boobs. Those are boobs, Ed. Yeah. <laughs> so I just I don't know. I'm I'm always excited by boobs and drag competitions mm, <laughs> and and what people do with them. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And the Boulay brothers certainly were very breasted out oh, this week. Yeah. Too. Well, and I think for uh, an episode with so many breastplates, they're is something significant about seeing real breasts. Mm. There's, there's just, there's, there's the hollow too. Yeah, exactly. There's a model of like all these breastplates being like, this is what breasts should look like. And then there's two, you know, performers with actual breasts. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I think that's cool. I do think that's cool too. Uh, cause all breasts are valid. Sure, sure. Chicken breasts, turkey breasts. Turkey breasts. (laughs) I mean, you know, ham steaks are similar, (laughs) not breasts, but similar. Ham steaks. The, these hams. The, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so anyway, I uh, this whole argument with Maxi was basically slammed by, down by Aunt Sassy, right? Hollow comes in and says, it was a performance. 
performance challenge. And this is a burlesque performance. Performance challenge. Yeah. And I, I see you coming at me with polish. <laughs> That's such a great line. That's such a great line. I'm going to take it back. <laughs> um, anyway, so, yeah, this, I guess this, um, does it does it end here? I guess Dolly confronts Maxie again. I think that it, that yeah, um, or that may be the next. I don't, I know, oh, I think you that's know the next I, one. Yeah, I don't think Dolly um, uh, confronts Maxie. I think we see, oh, we hear Dolly, Dahlia in the confessional talking about Maxie not wanting to do kind of like femme drag. Right, right. Um, and that's when we get Eva saying, I don't think blue will work for this, babe. Oh, yeah, babe, babe. I don't think, I don't, I don't think it's going to work, babe. Uh, Very pangina. But babe. <laughs> Hey, babe. Hey, babe. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so the quote from Dahlia that I thought maybe we could talk about, because it's all right, Mary. She doesn't want a pad. Again, she. Uh, she doesn't want a pad because she doesn't believe that all women look like that. So therefore, she doesn't have to. There are many shapes and sizes and genders and blah, 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 blah. I think it's an excuse for being lazy. Super harsh and also yeah. insensitive, misgendering. Them. Way harsh, Ty. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm... I think it's just like, yeah, I think, I mean, I was kind of saying this before, you know, it's just like worth at least examining this laziness thing of like, maybe it's not, maybe lazy isn't the word, yeah. but I think it's worth questioning, like, it's worth questioning. I do think so, because I think that it's kind of like saying that if you were doing a challenge where, um, I don't know, I'm I, everybody was... Uh, playing, you know, in a, like, let's say like the Queens in Space challenge. And so everyone's being aliens. Mm -hmm. And someone said, well, this is my interpretation of an alien, but they're just dressed up as Bob Dole. You know what I mean? Just like generic white American guy. Well, you know, does, should we just accept that because that's just like their definition of alien and so who are we to hold that standard to them? Right. Or do we say, no, we are creating something that is referential back sure. to something yes. that exists outside of this. Right. We're creating – drag is so fucking referential. You're you're putting on pads not because that's what a woman is. It's because that's the specific reference you're making. Yeah. It's uh, it's to call on to something yeah. in your head and then fuck with it, right? Right, right. So, yeah, Eva was going very much into, as I think Henry Rowland says, uh, the Gem and the Holograms, yeah. right? Uh -huh. uh, which I totally got. Uh, but probably the Misfits and not Gem and the Holograms. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, probably yeah. like, yeah, uh, not Their a songs gem. songs are better. Yeah, yeah, more of like a Riverstone and the, <laughs> and the psychedelic uh, visions. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so, uh, and even Priscilla was like, girl, Maxie, pad. Maxi pad. I was mm -hmm. like, oh, isn't that convenient? That's clever, yeah. Um, but uh, and then you know, obviously, Maxi. I don't need. I don't feel I need this to be a good drag performer. I don't think anybody is saying that. No. And I think Maxi was being a, just a little stubborn. Mm -hmm. um, granted, it's a valid argument to be like, well, hey, I I don't really have to do that, right? No, you don't have to. And I'm the team leader, and this is the aesthetic I want. This is what we're doing. This is the challenge. This is what the challenge called for. Yeah. And how we're going to fulfill the brief, as Jeannie would say. Right, I, right. I fulfill just, the I, brief. I, I'm... Maybe if I was more impressed with Maxie's drag, I would buy this a little bit more. But it's like, you need to show... Like, I think it goes back to what Eva asked. Like, is it elevated? And I think the fact that it's not makes me feel like this feels like an excuse. Mm. Whereas if it was like Hollow Eve... Where it's like, okay, well, you've proven that you can fucking do it. Right. So you've earned the right to question the challenge. Yeah, and is this the moment during a group challenge where you're not going to be on stage or on camera even that long 
when you also have a floor show to be like, actually, this isn't what a woman looks like. Right, right. Because you're right. There are times when we should all be challenging that paradigm. Mm -hmm. But maybe this challenge isn't it because there's going to be other opportunities to do that. Yeah, exactly. I think I think that's exactly it. It's like whatever impact you think you're making with this stance is barely felt. Right. Because it, this isn't your moment to... You know, this isn't you're going off script, darling, darling, you know, like, yeah. So, Uh, but I did love seeing Eva get all stress balls. Yeah, she must have known. She's like, well, here's how it works. We (laughs) win. I win. Here's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Let me spell it out. Let me just spell it out. Uh, So now we've come to, uh, I think, probably the meatiest part of the episode, right? With Hollow versus Dahlia. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, in general, I'll just say that these rehearsals are very much like act one gun shooting blanks because we see slag and think, oh God, like these little, these little urchins are never going to get it together. And then we think, oh, Coven, oh my God, they got Hollow, they got Maddie, it's going to be great. Yeah. And like, that's their downfall. So, um, yeah, but I, I think... I mean, this is Dahlia. Well, first of all, I went to Macri Park mm-hmm. to see Dahlia, or excuse me, Maddie perform, Madeline uh, perform with Bitch Puddin and Abora and Mary Cherry. They were all there, Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was fabulous. But uh, Maddie spilled the tea that after this week, uh, because Dahlia was obviously rooming in a hotel with Hollow. Right. But Maddie switched rooms with Dahlia. I mean, so Maddie is now in this competition with Hollow. Right. And Dahlia's with Maxie, I think. Oh, this will be nice. She'll get her own room soon. Sorry. That's <laughs> <me>. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Savage. I know. I know. Jesus. Um, uh, so, yeah. So, uh, but yeah. So this was, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. Like, I totally get what Dahlia is saying. And I think everybody got, like, yeah, that's pretty weird and pretty gross. But the whole point is, well, you were saying, don't talk behind my back, and yet you were talking behind Hollow's back. Right. And and not for nothing, but Maxie wasn't actually talking behind anyone's no, back. No, They were doing it in front of six fucking cameras. Yeah, six like, fucking cameras. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that, yeah, I thought that was great. I feel like it's so easy to go in one of those tirades of because it just feels good to be that person and it feels like you're empowering yourself, but you can do all that and not walk your talk. And I just, I don't know. I feel like I was very interested watching how Dahlia tried to wriggle out of that situation. Mm. And Oh yeah, that was interesting. She was, kind of just like stoic stone face like yeah i did tell them yeah and yeah, i didn't I did feel comfortable telling you i didn't feel to- comfortable talking to you about mm-hmm. it yeah and i i think that hollow had totally valid points i listen i would not and i i would not be keen at all to find used uh hygiene products of any gender in my fucking freezer sure. so let me be clear on that but if i was there for dragula and not just staying at the marriott because you know I just wanted to get some points on my credit card, then I would understand, well, this comes with the territory. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I think hollow is totally valid to say, well, one of the like cornerstones of this is filth. That's what I do. So you've got your big palette of makeup for your glamour. And I got my used tampons for my filth. Right. Maybe I wanted some more room in the bathroom. Yeah. 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 Maybe I wanted more counter space. Yeah. But, um, (laughs) Uh, but yeah, the the quote is, I'm not used to being subjected to glamour, but here we are in Dragula and I'm expanding my horizons and I'm perpetuating glamour all over my, my tits. 
<laughs> all over my tits. Uh, yeah, and that uh, the bar just uproared after that. Like that was like a bam. Sit oh, down. yeah, no, that was a great moment, and I I feel like I feel like Dahlia knew that she didn't really I think that it felt like Dahlia felt like one of those people who she knew that she wasn't going to win this one but she's really good at like slithering out of um accountability mm. which I say knowing that there's a scene later with Madeline where where she gets pinned to the wall oh yeah so it but I think that you can tell yeah and I think Dahlia was less upset about the hollow thing and was kind of like all right let this go let this pass totally and she was really upset about Madeline. Oh yeah, the the, the hollow thing is like fucking high school bullshit. Yeah. I feel like the Madeline thing is it it goes back to some sense of security in your drag family. Like when we get to that scene, like that's what I saw was like, oh god, no, I need you. Yeah, like you're my fucking family. Right, and it didn't. I need you to switch rooms with me. Yeah, and I need you to switch <laughs> rooms with me. Um, but you know, there's I, no room for my hot pockets. <laughs> the argument between Hollow and Dahlia is just a few nouns away from the arguments that happen in the teacher's lounge. Oh, yeah, yeah, in terms of, oh. It's like, don't put that tuna fish sandwich right. in the freezer. Right, right, totally. You just Right next to my hi- Halo Top ice cream, yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have papers to grade. <laughs> well, listen, honey. <laughs> I'm perpetuating math all over yeah. my tits. <laughs> I'm perpetuating STEM all over my tits. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, with the the teacher analogy also, like, you know, when people have to dissect frogs, Mm -hmm. they need to use as many refrigerators and freezers as possible in the school. Right. So for a good two, three weeks, there's like splayed open frogs in certain schools. Yeah. All in on every floor in every teacher's lounge. Yeah. It's... um... I mean, I guess it's like being on Dracula. It's all comes to the territory. You knew what you were signing up for when you became a high school teacher. Yeah, extermination challenges and rotting bugs. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. And if, uh, sorry, I, I should also say this. If I was rooming with Hollow and the the used tampons, like, it wouldn't bother me, but the rotting bugs, I'd be like, hey, Hollow, a warning would have been nice sure. before I opened yeah, up the Yeah, now branch. a warning, yeah. <laughs> now- yeah, I I don't know. I mean, so many of these things, I'm like, oh, how would I feel about it? How would I feel about it? It's like, well, we have to like roll back the tape. This means I'm doing Dragula. So, sure. so all of my reservations would need to fit within context of me being someone who's going to do this competition. Right, you know? right, right. Like, I, I'd need to know that going in that some gross shit's going to confront me, and not just in a hotel room, but like in the challenge. What do you think about this Dahlia edit? Do you think that it's kind of like a Bora in the sense that uh, yes. there's just it's conflict that they're finding early on, and then Dahlia will you know spread her you know filthy wings later? I mean, yeah, totally. I think that she, especially, I think that she's giving them you know good TV. She's giving them absolutely. It feels like a Bora is giving them lots of. Conflict. I mean, I felt like the Abora bitch, you know, conflicts. It was Alyssa and Coco all mm-hmm. over again. It's that idea of bringing old shit into the room. Yeah. And it's great for the show because it's like, we didn't have to wait for you to generate this drama. You just like brought it in your bags. <laughs> so we still get to see you fight, but we didn't have to earn you getting to the conflict. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting because I think we talked about this last week, but the idea of referencing cameras. I mean, Dolly is like, I mean, if we can talk about your period on camera and it'll be saved for the edit. Yeah. We can talk about your fucking tampons in the freezer. And I'm like, oh, they kept all of that in. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's like the fact that they're keeping that in. It's like they're almost 
like drag race wouldn't leave that in i mean like it it shows a sense of like of awareness of that that they'd have to edit it out yeah you know and I think it's really cool to show like here's how we get around it. We'll just have the contestants talk about sure. it in this way. Yeah, you know? they'll just say it like we because we already know. Right? Yeah, um, uh, I do just want to mention. I don't know. I maybe I'm rushing ahead, but I I feel like it's time for Team Coven Coven to go rehearse. And yeah. I just want to take a moment of appreciation for Louise saying, "I'll take my purse." <laughs> I we all know it's a pocketbook, Louise. We all know it's a pocketbook. <laughs> It's mostly wrappers of cough drops at this point. Used tissues. Yeah, the ratio of um, keys. A, yeah, of a full box of Ludens to empty is tragic. <laughs> you know, and it's so weird about my mom's purse. Whenever I used a tissue for my mom's purse, it also smelled like her perfume. Oh yeah, oh, and leather. Right. Mo- mother's pocketbooks are fascinating just like they're never-ending stuff yeah i just yeah i was fascinated my mother had a big old honk and pocketbook yeah always smelled like makeup right and a bit of leather yeah and cigarettes my My mom mom. didn't smoke oh yeah my mom didn't smoke but um (laughs) you know but there was never anything like i the the only i just wish she had like a snack in there like i like i moved the sunglasses case aside and there's a chewy granola bar Mm. like i love my mom i just feel like saltines yeah. Yeah. You know, or Stand. like a, you know, I don't know, maybe just like a little baggie with some goldfish. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that was usually in the car. Yeah. We didn't have car snacks. You didn't have car snacks? No. Oh, man. That was how my mom shut me up. It was Ritz crackers and peanut butter. In the car. In the car that I would use a plastic knife to put the peanut butter on the Ritz crackers. Was it one of the handy handy snacks? No, Mary. It was a jar of peanut butter oh, are, and a sleeve of Ritz. Oh my god, you people are are are, are two steps away from a poop knife. In the backpack of yeah. the station wagon. You know what I'm talking about the backpack, yeah, the one that faces backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the seat that fits that's backwards. That's where it was. Yeah. Yeah, That's you have a poop knife in your car. You know what, Mary? I don't appreciate that. And I didn't know that I'd be subjected to you talking about the poop knife. Well, listen, you came to a, a, a podcast that's all about a show that's all about that's filthy. So, like, you know, I'm accepting peanut butter and Ritz crackers all over my tits. <laughs> Just because I'm a messy queen. Oh my god, that would be my drag. Just like peanut butter and Ritz cracker crumbs. Oh my all god, over that my would tits. be an amazing po- Project Runway unconventional materials challenge. If you made a whole dress that the peanut butter was the glue and the Ritz crackers, it's kind of like um, season nine. Do you remember season nine when Anthony Ryan did the dress? Oh, I love Anthony Ryan. Oh, he's so cute. I see him on the street all the time. Oh really? I think so. Uh, the the guy from Louisiana. Who oh no, maybe I'm thinking of Christopher Palou or. Oh, um, and the guy that works at uh, uh, Barracuda. Josh McKinley? Yes. Oh, he's so mean. Oh, is he? He's the one who said, if you're tired, Becky, take a nap. <laughs> oh, yeah. TV. He, yeah, he's so mean. No, um, uh, Anthony Ryan was this guy from, like, Louisiana. He had he, he recovered from cancer, but that's kind of part of his story. And he's, he's really cute. I think he goes pretty far. He's a sweet guy. But in the Unconventional Materials Challenge, they go to the pet store, and he makes a dress that's all just basically looks like a beaded dress out of birdseed. Oh, wow. It's, I do remember that. It's amazing. I do remember that. So I'm just yeah. thinking, could you do the same? I thought you were going to say he makes a whole dress out of swatch. Oh. <laughs> Listen, watching season 16, the inevitable question came up, is this the original swatch? No. Or has swatch... It's a different swatch. Oh, man. It has to be. I mean, because he looked pretty lumpy, pretty old. 
Okay. Oh, okay, so maybe it is the original Swatch. Which means that, like, inevitably... Switch will come Inevitably, in. it'll be like, the oh, switch hey there, color palette. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, look, it's Herringbone. <laughs> hey, buddy. What happened to Swatch? Need a Swatch of what? We don't talk about that. Um, so anyway, yes, I'd like to see you make... No, actually, no, a pantsuit of Ritz crackers. Oh, pantsuit. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, pantsuits, you know, pantsuit nation. Pantsuit nation. Yeah. Is that... Um, That's Hillary Clinton. Oh, it is Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Speaking of which, you know that Sarah Palin and Todd are getting divorced. Right? I d- I read it. I read it. I was like, Oh, Todd. Oh, Todd. <laughs> How do I look? You look great. You look great. <laughs> oh, Dad. Nice Dad. Nice Dad. Oh yeah, nice Dad. Nice Dad. Uh, Todd and I, when we had Trig, um, sorry, <laughs> uh, I won't tangent into that. So anyway, so yes, yeah, so we have this great exchange between Hollow and Maddie. Uh, that I just loved where Hollow's like, I think you have to pull the needles out of my face. Like, I think that's just going to have to happen. How do you feel about my blood? I don't care about your blood. I, I just don't want I just don't want you to get hurt. You're not going to hurt me. <laughs> I'm really enjoying being metal. And that's a fun. That is a fun. Well, you do the lips, too. Well, I have these like big old, you know, they push out. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I'd yeah. Like the chin. Mm. I'd like to I'd like see, to see that. <laughs> well, anyway, the line is. Um, easily removed there's just two pegs and then there's this chain dripping and they're just both through my cheeks and then you can come in and lick the blood off my face Maddie that's fine that's fine <laughs> it was great oh, oh and we died at the bar it, it was, was such, such a, a great uh, exchange I, I wrote it down it was like how do you feel about my blood I don't care about your blood right like, it was such I don't a care great, about your blood <laughs> like casual conversation um, I want to just roll back the tape 30 seconds because I just if I don't mention this I'll be bummed because I'm enjoying Eva Destruction so far. I have nothing really negative to say, but when they were talking about Madeline in the boudoir oh, and yeah. she said, you know, saying that she had some issues with Madeline and she said, I don't like being spoken to like I'm stupid. And I was like, oh my God, you've nailed it. That's what people like that do. They talk to you like you're stupid. Like that energy, that mean New York energy, that's what I don't like about it. But do you think it's intentional? I don't think it's always intentional, but I do think that what it is intentional of does kind of assume a superiority. Sure. Well, we're both East Coasters and we have the elite East Coast curse. I mean, I'm saying this as someone who like, yes, grew up in New Jersey, lives in Brooklyn, like has a podcast, has a podcast, yeah. is, is totally a fucking snobby New Yorker air quotes. But right. I know this what... isn't a bagel. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, exactly. Yeah. Someone who gets mad about this isn't a bagel and oh God, this is the pizza you guys have. Right. Yeah. Right. These I... trains are slow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh God, what time does it close? Right. So like what's open on a Sunday? Yeah. <laughs> When do you go food shopping? As uh, if I go food shopping. <laughs> I lay on my couch in my sweatshorts and I order from Amazon Prime. Yeah. You mean I have to fold my laundry? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> there isn't someone who's going to do that for me and put it in a bag and put a rubber band around it. So I I don't know. I just really appreciated that lens. Mm. And, and Because I guess I'm thinking, and this isn't so much directed at Madeline, but just oh, like. Oh, no, because it's Eva's to deal with, right? Yes. It's it's more that mean New York energy. Yeah. Of like, yeah, I get that. It makes people feel like they're like they're stupid or they're being referred to as stupid. I think that there's that energy on Drag Race, especially season eight, when you had Thorgy, Bob, and Acid all together. And they were like, oh, my God, all the other girls. Yes, I think that's, yeah, there's kind of, I mean, and I love those queens, but there is an elitism about that. Here I am trying to say elitism, and I can't even say it. How ironic is that? Loser. Yeah, how how intellectual I am. Um, (laughs) You into polyamity? 
That's oh. my Chichi Devane. Oh, Chichi Devane. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, how she's doing. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was really interesting. An interesting framework. Yeah, I did. I did clock that and notice that. Uh, I did appreciate how Dahlia kind of move the conversation away from not shitting on Maddie. Well, I, she needed to make it all about her. Yeah. That's more what it felt like. It was like, oh, that's right. This is about you right now. Oh, I see. I, I forgot. See. You're having a moment. <laughs> You're having a moment. Foreshadow. Yeah. Um, so we also get another great soundbite from Hollow. How about we're ready for some rockin' energy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, brilliant. Oh, oh yeah. So good. Yeah, that was, um, yeah, she was giving me kind of like big uncle energy there. Oh, Uncle Buck. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I I, get into that in general, especially with lesbians when I get like a, like a, an uncle vibe. Okay. You know what I mean? Like a... Um, I'm trying to think of uncle lesbians that I know. Uh, a real like butch uncle, mm. you know, like a butch, I love like a... Yeah, I just I love I love a lesbian with like a beer in her hand who's just like <laughs> kind of like comes in like hey guys like I just I don't know I'm picturing her in my head I okay. feel like we've met this woman and I don't know how to re- like reference her okay well big uncle you. you know there someone I want to just give a, a shout out to the person who got. Oh, my Project Runway reference last that. week so I mentioned this now because there might be one person out there is like oh I know what you mean. Lesbian uncles. Lesbian uncles. Love them. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Um, so yes, then we have the 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 whispering moment between Dahlia and Maddie, which I thought was really great. Oh yeah. So this is where I was really fascinated by how Dahlia just was breaking. She broke down. And I think I didn't feel like it was for the cameras. I think it was real. I feel like that was her real emotions coming up. She wasn't just like creating a scene. Oh, I think when you especially in a competition where you're supposed to be isolated and you find your one ally and your ally's mad at you, you're like, no, 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 no. Right. Don't leave me. Don't leave me. Don't leave me. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I totally think that's what it was. I I don't know. I mean, I thought that was just interesting. What it reminded me of in terms of seeing someone be kind of like ugly human, in, and I say that with love, is like season seven, Katya and Miss Fame talking about like – um, addiction oh, and, and, sobriety. and sobriety and like that moment where like they found each other and yeah. like, okay, you get it. Right. And um, obviously it's a much warmer moment, but they, it just did. It didn't feel like a performative Coco and Alyssa. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Alyssa. Yeah. It was like a real confrontation. <laughs> um, yeah. We also got Landon, uh, that great quote from Landon that uh, you love about uh, the, how there's not much difference between drag kings and drag queens. Oh yeah, where like drag Getting kings ready. are they're tucking their dicks in their buttholes, and I'm tucking my nipples under my armpits. Right. I I love it's that body parts. What a yeah. great little moment. It's so well worked in. Overall, that scene, the I call it the my inspiration music. Okay, that yeah. montage music sure, yeah. is so good. It is so good. Uh, That's when there's just like the floating camera around the room, and they're mm-hmm. all like, "I brought this," and mm-hmm. it looks like I'm sewing this, but it's already made, right? Because yeah. I brought it because I knew about this challenge weeks ago. Right. Yeah. I styled this wig last night, but I'm I brought it here, and I'm just I'm judging. Ju- yeah, I'm judging it now. <laughs> yeah, I had read somewhere. I was just kind of pawing around the Dragula subreddit, but apparently. I don't know. This could be based in nothing, but someone was saying that Louisiana basically prepared for this competition in two weeks, whereas the other performers had like months. I don't know why that would be, but I feel like it could explain. So, I mean, I'm not coming for Louisiana. I thought she was great this week, but uh, I I just thought of that now, kind of as they're going through their looks. It's like I wonder what the story is of that. I wonder if any Marys know mm. why Louisiana may have been one of the later states to be added to the United States of Dracula. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I hadn't heard that. 
Yeah. Um, I do know some tea later about Louisiana in this challenge from Maddie that I can't wait to talk about. Oh, I can't wait. Um, so, yeah. So, the Boulets come out in their slutty looks. Oh, these, like, cosmic Phyllis Diller looks. Oh, they were so slutty. I So slutty, and yet, like, like 15% ridiculous. Oh, yeah. And that's what I love. Yeah. yeah. It was very, uh, you could see, like, an Elvira type of... Mm-hmm. Uh, inspiration with just like boobs out right and Here it's kind are. of like we're not trying the to be totally to sexy yeah for all the world to see yeah <laughs> um henry rollins daddy and obviously aunt peaches oh yeah aunt peaches i love peaches christ yeah. she she they were both really great uh, yeah judges. they yeah. were they yeah. uh henry certainly pointed out a lot of different nuances and uh, i mean if there's not a Best supporting actress for Peaches. I don't think it's worthy, but there is a best featured actress um, or guest actress in a okay, series. Okay, sure, those and, exist. And I feel like Peaches would get that just for her good bad drag speech. Oh, I know, no, I know, because it was it was to me that was like Bruce Valanche on What's the Tea talking about cataloging. It was like yes, yes, that yes, I know that's what you're it. talking about. Right, that's I, that John Waters thing. Yeah, that's it. thank you for naming that thing. I didn't. I didn't know what was called what it was called, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now that actually that I don't want to jump ahead, but I Do it. I feel like you know we can. It's a very important question I need to ask. I know it's early, but let's just put it out there. Is Louise our pizza queen? <laughs> you know, I thought it would be Yovska. I did too, but I actually now. Yovska, I don't, I don't enjoy out of drag as much, and that's essential. That's the that's yeah, the you're crust right. You're of right. The pizza queen. It's crust. Um, yeah, I think Louisiana is is right up there. But you know, because it's Louisiana, maybe it's not pizza. It has to be like a po' boy queen or something. Well, you know, the the, the concept. I, I don't. I but I hear sure, what you're saying. Sure. Like we might. We had a calzone queen with disasterine. We did. We did. And I'm I'm totally fine with so it. She being... garlic knots. Ooh. Um, <laughs> She would be well. I'm, I'm thinking that she could also be some kind of, you know, a, like a like a pizza po boy. Where there's she's a pizza po boy. Oh my god, mini bagels with pizza on them. Uh huh. Right. What do they call them? Pizza bagels. <laughs> <laughs> she's pizza bagels, Mary. She's pizza bagels because moms. You can, you can have them in the morning, in the evening, the, in the evening, supper time. When pizza's on a bagel, and moms make them, and moms make yeah. them, moms make pizza bagels. Yeah, and, and hey, she, I'm your mother. Yeah, yeah. and she, and they give them to you, and just like Louisiana gives these little speeches, it's like her little pizza bagel moment yeah. of hey, you're magic. Right. Have a pizza bagel. Right. 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 Yeah. I, I don't want to go home. Either. I don't want to go home. I went, I'm petrified. I'm scared for my life. Let me go check on those pizza bagels. <laughs> yeah. So she has, she's a pizza bagel queen. She's a pizza bagel queen. Yeah, because it always comes on the, the Dixie paper plate. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. yes. If, if it doesn't come on the paper plate, I send it back. Yeah, no. I, oh my God. Yes, that's it. That's it. She's a pizza bagel queen. Uh, you heard it here first. You heard it here first. It's, a, it's an important moment in the season when we identify our pizza queen. Yeah, because then we know. Because then we know. Yeah. And we, I think we also kind of prepare that we're going to say goodbye to our pizza right. queen at some point. Right. What, I think that's also – that, and then it's okay that they go home because they're like, oh, no, no, but they're a pizza bagel queen. So. Right. And the reason I bring this up is because I do think that Peaches is basically saying the same thing. Is you're doing good – is that what a pizza – no, it's not what a pizza no, queen is. No, it's not. It's very different. But it's the, it's the similar spirit of like I – I see you through this. Mm. I see what you're doing. Right. Even if this wig is weird. Yeah. I know what you're doing. Right. 
And I, I love it. I love it anyway. Yeah. I'm still going to eat it. And I think you know what you're doing. And I think that's the other part. And I wonder that's, the, that's a big part of it. They know what they're doing. Yeah. I think that's what the good bad drag is. The good is that you know what you're doing. Yeah. You know that it's bad. Yeah. Whereas maybe somebody with Maxi, they don't really know that it is not there yet. Right. Like I think Katya sometimes does good bad drag. Mm-hmm. You on know, purpose. very yeah. much on purpose. Yeah. yeah. And it's, yeah. I mean, it's, I love it. Uh, Disasterina I mean oh, oh my god That's a great example Yeah I think that's a great example Of good bad drag Yeah Yeah uh, so, and uh, Tammy Brown too Tammy Brown exactly And and so many yes it, So it does overlap With Pizza Queens a lot mm-hmm. Because I think We also love Good bad drag yeah. So of course That's, that's the queen We're going to align yeah, with Right But I, I think Pizza Queen goes beyond that For And I feel like We always explain it Every season But a Pizza Queen is a is a queen that we love regardless of what they come out on the runway or the floor show looking like. That's because right. We just love that performer. So right. Monet, Katya, Tammy Brown, Tammy Brown, Disasterina, Disasterina, uh, Nina West, Nina. Oh God, of course, Nina West was yeah the the, the Stromboli of yeah. pizza queens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and from Drag Race Thailand, Biella. Oh, Biella. And yeah. um, who is our pizza queen of season two? I mean, Anjale maybe. Vandevis well, Joachim. I think that was the one for you. I think for me it was um, maybe Tormai. I was. Very... Oh, Tormai is yes. Yeah. Yes. I always that loved weird snatch game character. Absolutely. Yeah, I always kind of loved Tormai anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of the expression. Well, I loved her anyway. <laughs> that's the tagline of a pizza queen. Well, I loved her anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And we called her Pizza Queen because pizza is good even when it's not good it's still pizza yeah it's still pizza and we love pizza right right just and like it's it, it's not undermining their drag at all it's actually just celebrating them and their artistry yeah it it's it's actually the opposite it's saying that we're not going to call you a bad drag queen because of a weak or a weird wig line right because that's petty yeah because drag is art and art is subjective that's and right. we're not here to drug, judge you for your drag <laughs> thanks drag you're welcome. Uh, and speaking of these looks, I mean, I don't have that many notes about the floor show itself, except Same. that Landon was completely Rob Zombie spinning that guitar. Oh, my God. And I just wanted to be that guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I just, I, I, I it's so interesting. I love the way that Landon's drag challenges my sexuality the same way that Angela Anang did. Where mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know what it is. Well, I know what it is with Landon. I know exactly what it is, but it's like, it's, it's fun. I don't know. <laughs> Good for you. He's, it's an incredible illusion. Oh, he's very hot. It's so effective. I guess it's because we look at so much drag and drag that is intending to be sexually arousing. But for us, it's like, yeah, well, you know, they're called boobs, Ed. You know, right. we go to that place. Where right. it's kind of, work. Yeah. It's kind of fun to be like, oh, wow, I'm feeling the intended effect. Right. It's cool. Totally. Um, so yeah, so we have the 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 actual challenge uh, where we have Slag versus Coven. Um, I want to talk about what we talked about last season when they had the Monsters Drag Challenge and they did "What You Gonna Do with My Life" and we saw it back to back. The whole song. It was just like public same, access yes. at two a.m. <laughs> this is the same song. It was like watching a battle of a bands at an all boys high school. <laughs> Oh, here it comes. Oh, here it is again. Here the, here come Jake and the Destroyers. Yeah, right, right. Fate right, clapping right. from the seven <laughs> people in the audience. Or or the, the canned, you know, yeah, sitcom. Of clapping, course, of course. Sound they effect. pipe in after. Yeah. It's too loud. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's too loud. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we were talking about how like, oh, we wish it was like edited together and it was one song. 
I still stand by that. I, I still too. stand by that. I will say that they're almost there, right? At least it was two separate things. We got a floor show, mm-hmm. and it was two separate things uh, that were m- mixed together. I think it was it was almost like going to Chopped when they chop it up too much. Oh, ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a thing. I've had like, that. I want it more like Sweet Greens, right, where it's like gently mixed. Yeah, like where you want to give it that last little smash, don't. Don't, yeah. You know, it, yeah, like it makes me think of um, – Oh, I'm blanking on it now, but there's some food thing where it's like, oh, don't, don't mix it up till it's fully smooth. Make leave it a little chunky. Oh, okay, a little you know, chunky. yeah, yeah. Um, so that's kind of how I felt about this presentation of the song. Um, I I did get a lot of Eva and a lot of Madeline, which I was really happy about. Eva looked perfect. Yeah, Eva Eva really did great. I. I <laughs> Eva, I mean, Eva definitely won this week. I, you know, here's this is why I'm hesitating. Eva's amazing. Whatever. It's uh, for me. I still found the floor show or the the performance so kind of disorienting that I was like, yeah, I guess Eva won. Sure. What do I know? Right. And you know, I have to like go back and look at the little moments. And the moment that sticks out in my mind the most is during the line. Um, I'm just a sissy little slut. Look at my stupid butt. And she's kind of like writhing on the floor with her butt coming up mm-hmm. and she's like arching her back and I'm like if that's what I remember then she won yeah it's like <laughs> what do you remember in this mix of things whatever you I mean of course what I remember is like Louisiana licking her hand oh oh I mean sure. Louisiana I love that part <laughs> uh in in her rocker look I really loved her floor show look even though it was much more kind of simplistic than the other look oh, with the the leash with the leash I for me with Louisiana it's it's actually really about the makeup and the hair, and the and I knew what she was doing. I knew the references she was going for, and I think that like again, it was kind of like the vampire challenge. Like her references are really interesting, and so it's like once you kind of see them, you're like, oh, I see what you're doing. Oh, this is great. Yeah. But I think if you don't know the references, her, the final product isn't big enough to make that impact on its own. Like you kind of need to know the story to okay. get why this is good, which sure. is a downfall. That's a downfall. Yeah. Um, I will say though, I. I did actually love Maxie's Blue Monster rock drag with the fuck capitalism. I oh. thought that was great. Yeah, I uh, I wrote down that she pulled a whole dollar out of her ass. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> uh, um, I also loved Eva lip syncing the words, all I ever did was bleed. Ow, what a fucking joke. <laughs> I'd like to see Ruth Gordon perform that. I'd like to see that. Yeah. Um, I did I'd like to see that. I, I maybe we could take a moment to talk about this song. Uh, welcome to the House of Whores. So, Thoughts? Um, it, it's just, it's kind of like land the plane song. Land the plane. Get good. Like get somewhere. You know, I'm not a connoisseur of goth or you know hard punk or anything like this. Heavy metal. Like I'm not. So like I understand that they are. That, like, song form, fuck you, you know? Sure. It doesn't need to rhyme, right? And so, like, there's those lines that she's screaming. She tried so hard, so fucking hard to be a fucking good girl. It's like... It's terrible writing. (laughs) I'm sorry. Like, you, whatever... Bad writing is bad writing. Like, don't pull a maxi, like, well, that's just not my definition of a song. Well, that's not my definition of a song either, sweetheart. Yeah, right, right. Like, I don't... Yeah, I didn't love the song. Um... Uh, 
I, I, I won't do what I am told. Don't want to be in your asshole. I'm like, oh, oh. okay. Well, well, then don't. You might. You sure? <laughs> this is where I disagree. Sometimes I would like to. <laughs> Depending on who the year is. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was the lyrics are they're there's they're not so bad they're good they're almost there but they're bad they're just bad i don't want to be in your jerk off club <laughs> and i was like you mean like a like everyone gets around sits around in someone's basement i think and, that's called new york jacks yeah right <laughs> yeah i think they all meet in like a basement in park slope somewhere yeah yeah, yeah new york jacks yeah. um no touching <laughs> oh boy i've never been to one of those oh no i mean i've never no that doesn't seem my friend who I won't say his name because he listens to the podcast. Uh, my friend did go and he said it was uncomfortable. Just seems, I don't know, when it's just like, oh, but there's no touching. It's like, okay, I'm not going to go to Park Slope to go jerk off with a bunch of strangers when I can do that by myself. I want to go do something I can't do by myself. I don't know. I It's a little kinky and I'm... Uh, it, I think it's kind of hot. I mean, I get it. If you're into it, sure. Some people, that's all they're into or they like the voyeurism or whatever. I get it. I'm not king shaming anyone. I personally, uh, that would not, that was never something I I was, um, you know, uh, really stroked stroked out to do oh, you know what oh, i mean you, yeah you really tried to find that i one. did i was i was like i couldn't get a grip on a good pun oh there God. they kept slipping out of my right hands. out of your hands yeah. i was just about to yeah. say yeah um, oh god you yeah. shot too soon yeah i just thought okay why can't i think of anything <laughs> okay why oh no um all right so anyway then we have like drama moment maddie madeline had her said that this was the hardest episode of the whole season to film mm-hmm. and the hardest episode to watch. Mm-hmm. Like she knows already that it's going to be the hardest to watch because of what happened and because of what, and the deliberation too, that like made her really mad that she was up for extermination. Oh, okay. so we have that moment where, you know, she pulls the pegs out and then Hollow says, no, why did you do that? Why did you do that? Uh, oh, I love that moment. And, yeah. And then I am. Ha- I was having a moment. You know, yeah. I'm having a moment. That's it. Yeah. Uh, which I totally get. Like, oh, she. First of all, like it takes. I would assume that it's almost like S&M where like there needs to be trust. Oh, yeah. And so if I have needles going in between my cheeks and in my mouth. You need to pull it out when I tell you yeah. it's okay to pull it out. Yeah, there's no surprises here. I, I agree completely. I think that as as hardcore and badass as it all looks, underneath all of it, yes, there's consent, there's agreements, there's understanding, there's trust, and all of that, like, of course, goes out the window when someone comes up behind you when you're not ready and pulls needles out of your fucking face. Right. I, I, when everyone was saying, like, oh, well, you know, they shouldn't have dropped character, I was like, I don't know. I No, that's the safe word. Uh, yeah, I I just think that like, to, in my mind, it was like it's just a fucking competition. This that's a to me that felt like a bigger something that was bigger than the competition. It was like I know we're making a TV show, but whoa, can I right. just like right? Like, I felt really kind of uh, unstable <clears throat> and violated there. And I think way. there has to be yeah. space for that. It's I don't scary. Know. Yeah, it's scary. I mean, and I don't put the fault totally on Madeline. If anything, if any fault goes on Madeline, it's because she was the team leader and said, "Oh yeah, we'll do that without practicing it." Yeah. Yeah, because they should have done it and practiced it. Well, I think the mere yeah, I mean, because the mere fact that that she pulled them out at an unplanned time. I mean, I think that I don't know. I I do think that that it is kind of Madeline's fault. I mean, 
you're the team leader. You and and I think Peaches makes this point, or Drock makes this point of like the other team had a bunch of gags and they knew how to do them. Yeah, like. I don't know. It, it was just an interesting. I'm I'm curious to see how this unfolds in the next episode, or if it comes up at all, because I feel like, to me, I felt like I was seeing what they were showing was kind of like, oh, you think these front runners are just like have got it in the bag? They're acting like Alaska talks here. Mm. Here's a humbling moment. Sure. What happens next? Yeah. You know. Um. Yeah. I. It's interesting because Hollow was very apologetic. They were consistently like I can't believe I dropped character I can't believe I did this I let down my blood sisters yada 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 and it's interesting that we didn't get any apologies from Madeline who saying like I'm really sorry I I, I just got caught up in the moment you no know? all Madeline says is I'm not touching needles in your face that's fucking stupid yeah yeah I I think that I was surprised to see it was almost like because Hollow dropped character, it was easy to divert away from sure. the fact that Madeline did it in the first place. Yeah. 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 I mean, granted, like, yeah, look at that, right? Look at the one who walks off the stage. Sure. Uh, but, you know, there's there's there was a start to this. Yeah. That was uncontrolled. It was unrehearsed. And she's the team leader. So, yeah. you know, that comes with that territory. It's unfortunate that Madeline was chosen to be the team leader. Which is a little unfair if you think about it that well, way. Well, it does raise the question is that why were e- even, even Madeline. Madeline chosen? Because again, like these were challenges designed to either give one or the other a win. Mm-hmm. And because I, I I, don't know. I mean, I guess I, you know, once you go to Reddit and you see what people say, people keep referring back to that whole Willem thing about the quit drag line where she says that she was saying it jokingly to bitch and they edited it to look like she was saying it to Farley, felony, whatever. <laughs> um, but... I, I don't know. It does make me wonder. It, it makes me just kind of keep a curious, keen eye on things like this, mm. where it's like, I'd like to see. Oh that. yeah, I guess I'm getting I'm getting the Madeline had her chin. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, how the hell was anyone else going to win one of these challenges? Oh and yeah. Why were they chosen? Why were they chosen? That, that makes sense to me. Yeah. I mean, Madeline definitely could have won. I guess so. I, you know, again, it's just so hard for me to say because this it, for me the the editing was just hard to follow yeah it was hard to follow um so anyway the tea obviously we get to the deliberation and you know uh they're talking to the the bottom team coven and they're praising madeline and they're saying like you look great this was great and then they're like well you know it's harder with five people and uh the rehearsing and yada 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 so then they go to louisiana and they're like oh my god it's it's great thank you for taking my advice of you know up you know, making your drag elevated and the makeup and the the hair. Madeline, allegedly, this is what Madeline said, styled all of their wigs and did all of their makeup. Wow. Or at least did Louisiana's for sure. I mean, we see Priscilla talking about it. She's saying, oh yeah, Madeline styled this wig for me even though she's not on my team. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And I thought that was an interesting like, oh, Priscilla gives... Priscilla, I we'll talk about her eventually, maybe more epi- next episode, but don't sleep on Priscilla. Mm. I think that she's she's great on both elements of the competition. Yeah, reality. And the reality show. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, I mean, that's... So like, it's like, why didn't Louisiana... I guess you don't, but like Louisiana could have been like... Hey, just so you know, Madeline really, really helped this team. Instead, she said, well, I listened. (laughs) I don't know why she was a little Liza about it. But yeah, so, I mean, granted, Madeline fucked up. But knowing that that was what Madeline was doing as a 
uh, team leader, it's like uh, maybe Madeline shouldn't have been in the bottom or maybe Louisiana should have also, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I, I don't know, this kind of assumes a, a, a lack of um, morals of sorts, but I feel like Louisiana was probably feeling like I they're, they're seeing me as elevated. I'm not about to tell them they're wrong. Mm-hmm. This also reminds me of in All-Stars 3 when Aja was really upset that BB didn't yes. give her credit for right. working on her dress. It seems so petty. It seems, and it's... I think that it, I think what it comes down to, and definitely some of my feelings when this came up with Aja and Bibi was like, yes, you did, and your work should be recognized. But does that take away from the fact that you, in some ways, failed this challenge? Right. You know. Right. Um, That's very true. And so it's kind of like you know, does that kind of qualify? Because in some cases, does that justify Madeline from pulling the pegs out of the wrong moment? Right. Exactly. Because that was her only mistake. Maybe we don't. We didn't really see much of the floor show mm-hmm. in continuity. But it was like a big enough mistake to to throw everything off. Right. You know. And I I just I think that it was valid. I really think the shenanigans here is Yavska. I yeah, kind of feel like Yavska got thrown in as a sacrificial lamb because yeah. Hollow and Madeline are front runners. Right. I I completely agree. There was no way Hollow Eve and Madeline Hatter yeah. were going to go home. And so they're like, well, not Louisiana. Yeah. And Landon definitely not. No. And like we 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 know that Yavska isn't going to go far. Yavska is not like it to me that's where I'm like, okay, I can feel a little bit of the little bit of manipulation here yeah i like the scarecrow i thought it looked kind of like a scarecrow yeah i i thought the floor show look was so yeah, cool it was cool it was star kid yeah. I, yeah i think that you know peach is christ saying like i'm baffled by this and that's not a bad thing right this is great drag it doesn't really fulfill the challenge but it was like it's so interesting i just want to see more yeah and i kind of felt like this week yavska really took the note of like if your face is going to be mostly obscured you have to tell a story with your body i felt like she felt he I'm Yavska I'm like what what, what? He. he yeah I don't really see your drag as she uh, as a gender transformation so much as a you it. know life form transformation yeah right yeah right, right. Uh, that I I don't know I felt like there was a lot of you know story or a lot of movement happening I don't know I, I it, it's maybe a real, we just love Yavska you yeah know? it's just a real shame because it's just exciting drag again I another way to enter. Uh, an alien dress right it's like Mm -hmm. i want to see that i wanted to see more of that yeah but maybe maybe we didn't see other things you know maybe totally maybe they weren't doing well in the reality part of it or and i think that may have i mean i think that they were if anything probably interrupting some of the like story they're trying to tell Mm. because it seemed to me i mean this is all just hypothetical or, or from the little editing i saw that there'd be these kind of like conversations happening that kind of rely on there's things that make a conversation flow so they can get a scene. Mm. And then there's Yavska just coming, coming in and like shutting it down with a line. You know what I mean? So instead of letting people talk through something, you know, he'll just be like, well, I think this is all it is. Yeah. And I, it's true, but it doesn't work on TV. Right. It's like bad improv. You have to play out the argument instead of solving it before it happens. You're not yes ending. Yes. And I think there was a lot of that. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Yafskanding. Um, oh yeah. Oh boy, you really <laughs> went to outer space to make that one fit. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, so yeah, then uh, we get the, the our clip of the week, which was just gold. Uh, oh, tattoos. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, the the all of the 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 mom and aunting out. Ugh. Uh, ugh. I mean, you know, and I I do think a moment it, to remember. 
Yeah, I, sure. and I do think it's worth kind of just, you know, putting some airtime on, like, there's art and there's this competition. Mm-hmm. And I think the Boulay brothers are trying to say the same thing. This is just a competition. This yeah. really doesn't have anything to do with your art right. or its validity. Yeah. You brought your art here, and we said, here's a bunch of challenges. Take your art and apply them. If you do well in the challenge, you move forward. Right. And I... I or you could just use this as a platform. Totally. Yeah. Because I didn't know who Yavska was before, and now right. I do. And exactly. a lot of people as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think... I think when it comes down to it, like there's really the question of like, who is the actual BSA of the episode? Is it Hollow Eve who's doing tremendous work? Wow. Tremendous work tremendous. is doing everything necessary to win the BSA. And I'm struggling because Louisiana had that one moment where her voice broke saying, <laughs> when you came out the first look I saw. Yeah, but Hollow, not only did Hollow have the hands under I the know, chin, I know. but so Hollow range. also had the... I don't give a fuck about TV. I know, I know. And and had the 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 freak out backstage. Having a moment. Yeah. I know, no, she's doing they're doing everything I need to get a BSA. It's just it's so hard to turn a and it's such a huge performance. It's so hard to turn a blind eye to like little beautiful nuances. Yes. It's just my personal that's my drag. I wish that Louisiana was a little bit more present in the episode. But for me, I'm going to give it to Hollow. I think they stole the episode. I think it would be unfair to not give it to Hollow. I just think it would be unfair to not recognize that Louisiana is gold. Yeah. And you know what's cool about Hollow winning Best Supporting Actress is Hollow could also win Best Supporting Actor. Well, Best Supporting... So maybe this year it's Best Supporting Actor Hollow Eve and Best Supporting Actress Louisiana Purchase. Because, you know, if if hollow is post-binary, it's like, well, they could be in either. It, it's just the specificity of best supporting actress. I you know, there's I, so much. I know, and it's very precious. It's very I precious. Understand. It's actresses. I'm gay. I don't know. <laughs> it was a depression, honey. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, like, for my gays out there, right? It's like best supporting actor is great, but like. Oh, no, I get it. Whoopi you know Goldberg. I mean. Yeah, it's actresses. Yes. But it's actresses. Supporting <laughs> it's ones. actresses. Did Diane Weist ever win Best Supporting Actress? Twice. <laughs> oh, my God. Colin just glared at me. Uh, oh Hannah God. and her sisters and Bullets Over Broadway. Oh, Bullets Over Broadway. That's what it was. Yeah. Uh, Hannah speak, and her sisters. Don't speak. Don't speak. I don't mean, speak. did she ever win? She won twice. Thank you. You know who else won two Best Supporting Actress Oscars? Shelley Winters. Of course she did. Yeah. Of course so she I tell did. you that. Man! She didn't win for Poseidon Adventure. I know she didn't win for that. No. I'm in the water. I'm a very skinny lady. Um, So, yeah. So, they get the the tattoos, which I thought was really cute that they weren't like slut Dragula. No. Oh, my God. That was terrible. (laughs) I loved how much glee they all got out of them. I loved how they were like, yeah, I picked this because I knew you'd love it. Yeah, yeah. Hollow being like, this is the one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was just like, and like the way that Hollow picked Madeline's like, I know you're going to love this. Yeah. Like, I just think that's yeah, this wholesome drag content right. Again, with these monsters. It was kind. It's kind. And I have to say, if I got a free tattoo from being on a drag show for three episodes and it was Yoska's tattoo, I'm a creep and it's a Bora, that is a great tattoo. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I, I just, I mean, I think like, Bitch Pudding must be so proud that she is a tattoo in Hollow Eve's armpit oh saying, I'm I'm filth, bitch. Yes. I just think like... Bikitch. Yeah, Bikitch. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. Oh, but I mean, the other one, the James Majesty one is hilarious. Oh, I didn't fuck my brother. He, he fucked, fucked me. me. <laughs> so Brilliant. 
Brilliant. I just wasn't that there was like incest with James Madison. It right? was, yes, it's, yes. you know, that was kind of like the a, assumed. It was this rumor, and then in the like apocalypse, rot, whatever the challenge that was, that was where he said, "Oh no, it's all, you know, he's not. It's not even my brother. It's my right, friend." Right, right, right. And it's like don't. No. Let us have our fantasies. Let us have our fantasies, for God's sake. <laughs> incest is one of the most common search terms on porn websites. Yeah, it's like incest <laughs> and daddy, and then it's just like, well. Maxi pad, maxi <laughs> pad, daddy incest, incest daddy, incest daddy. All right, Mary, incest daddy. <laughs> uh, anyway, Mary's uh, Yavska gets a guitar head stuck in her head. Yeah, it was brutal. Yeah, that was it was rough. That was like okay. I like the pan away, the blood coming from her crotch. I was like, okay, yeah, uh, but yeah, that's so it. long, Yavska. I did not see it coming. I kind of assumed. I knew that she wasn't going to go to the end. Yeah. But uh, uh, after last episode, but I thought that it would be a couple more. I really thought it was like circling the drain, maybe Maxi, maybe Louisiana. I really kind of sure. Thought. I thought, yeah, Louisiana, this could have been her week. I'm so glad we're getting more Louisiana. I will say that I'm not really drawn to Maxi um, competition or reality show. I feel like you could do a super cut of Maxi in the confessionals being like, I don't need this drama. Oh, mine, here comes the drama again. Enough with the drama. It's like, okay, then leave. I just, <laughs> God. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like, ugh. You're not contributing anything else. And that's why I think Maxie's circling the drain. Oh, because she's not, he's, sorry, they, they're not uh, contributing to either. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see if they step up the the look. I think next week will be the time that Maxie needs to step up because I don't see anybody else kind of like, no. Falling yet. No, I, I think that Landon, um, to me, is like, that's kind of, I'm kind of rooting for Landon, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, I, I, could, I see Landon, Hollow, Madeline, and Eva mm-hmm. um, getting to the top four, and then if it's a top three, I mean, let's just play that game, right? Like, because I could also see Priscilla Chambers getting in there. But if it was, but I kind of feel like right now the strongest competitors feel like Landon, Madeline, Eva, and Hollow. Oh, yeah. So if they oh they're the ones you don't want to fuck with no and so of those four based on just what we've seen so far if you had to narrow it down to a top three tough decision but who do you think just based on these first three episodes performances Landon Eva and Hollow yeah same same I think Madeline it's kind of like detox yeah getting all the way to the end yeah and your narrative is really not being a front runner it's being like a featured season player. Sure. Yeah. One that is consistently great and mm-hmm. then fucks up right at the yeah. end. Yeah. Oh, you know, and, and or has ups and downs. Yeah. Darian Lake, Kennedy Davenport, Abora, uh-huh. you know, Abora. I mean, uh, Biella, you know, mm. uh, Vander, uh, Vandemus Jokum, mm-hmm. you know? So I think there are those people like the, Project Runway, the and folks Madeline, who just missed just before fashion week. You and know? Madeline's great TV, rea- reality TV. But like she really knows what she's doing. And I feel like we kind of saw in the critiques this week when I think Drac was saying like, you know, one of your strongest assets is this energy you have. Mm. And obviously her hair, like her styling, her makeup is all great. But I, I don't know. I could see that almost being this like act one gun or this kind of like hint that like when someone just calls out like, I think that's your strength. It kind of. It it, feel, it doesn't feel like they're saying you're a strong competitor. It's saying, oh, this is the thing that's strong about you. Oh, versus like Landon, where like you blew my you blew my mind. Right. You're amazing. What are you gonna do next? Week? Yeah, where it's like, well, here's something you're good at. 
Yeah. That's kind of what I'm getting. I'm excited to see more of like a, an acting challenge where they can be funny. Like the Scream Queens challenge. Yeah. yeah. I want to see something like that or even the uh, the alien one. Right? Oh, hey, yeah. Dad, oh, know? yeah. Yeah. I, I especially want to see that with Landon because I'm just excited to see a drag queen, drag king's version of that. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And even Hollow. Yeah. Like how is Hollow going to be filthy and just insert all of their grossness. What well, makes me almost kind of wish they were doing this, like that slasher scream, quote unquote, queen challenge again, mm. is how could you fuck with it with Hollow and Landon? Right. You know, like how could you, you know, you don't have to change the format that much. There could be fine old men and final people, but um, it's an opportunity to fuck with something. Yeah. You know, I mean, and Maxie, again, there's something that isn't being. I don't think Maxie's story is being done is is done being told. That's what I'm trying to say. I agree. I agree. I think there has to be a reason that Maxie is getting kind of highlighted in these conflicts mm -hmm. or is getting kind of shown getting called out. Yeah, like I kind of now want Maxie to prevail, right? Yeah. I kind of want Maxie to be like, "No, fuck all of you." Yeah. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that Especially story as Dahlia, well. Yeah. You know? I hear that story as well. Yeah, that Maxie kind of ends up being this narrative or this kind of this like this running theme we see this season of, of performers challenging ideas more than we've seen in previous seasons. Mm. I mean, it, that kind of assumes like a rigging. It assumes like a scripting. But uh, if that were to happen, I think that's the possibility of the story of the season is the winners, exception of Yavska, are like a lot of alternative performers. Yeah, right. Um, that would make sense. Like kind yeah. of like Drag Race Thailand season two. Yeah, exactly. And that being said, you know, it's interesting that then there's Eva Destruction, a queen who could easily also be looked at as a drag race queen, mm -hmm. somewhere to bitch pudding, mm -hmm. you know? And it makes me feel like Eva is going to be like the Alaska of the season who goes really far and is great and could have won, but is it, it's not her season to win. Right. You know what I mean? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Eva has winner written all over her. I, yeah, to the point that like the same way like Chad Michaels did, where it's like, oh, of oh, course I you're gonna see, win. You're I like, see. you know, you're fucking Chad Michaels. Sure. Um, I wouldn't be disappointed if Eva won, based on what we've seen so far. I'm just very excited by Landon. I, I oh think yeah. The, the, the illusion beyond like drag the illusion King, is so great. The illusion's just so strong. And last week was so scary. Yeah. I just thought it was so scary. Yeah. Yeah. I think that like Abora's like episode two look. That right. I was just like, I still am haunted by. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really yeah, once like she uh once he spit out the blood from the bottle, I was mm. like, Oh my god, yes. Brilliant. <laughs> uh anyway. Anyway, Marys, uh we're gonna wrap up our discussion there. Uh if you have any thoughts on Dragula season three, episode three, Monsters of Rock, you can reach out to us on Twitter at All Right Mary, or you can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com. Or you can email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com. And if you want, you can follow me on Instagram. I'm at Johnny Also. And you can hear more of me on my podcast, In the Details, a celebration of nuance. Uh, you can also get more of me on Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore, on Twitter at Colin Drucker. And you can get more of both of us at patreon.com backslash allrightmary where we are diving into our alright scary matreons as you know we do a, uh, a bonus episode every single week and so we are keeping it kind of spooky kind of ooky kind of witchy we are actually after this about to record our witches of eastwick episode that's right and i think it'll it's it is an all skate but we do have a very exciting interview that's dropping on tuesday oh girl 
it was this is gonna or this has been so much fun really fun really fun yeah it was so fun it was talking to this person yeah so. yeah uh not dragula related at all no but um definitely drag related definitely drag re- definitely, well, drag, definitely related. drag related yeah i mean they were they were really making it drag related they were definitely making it drag related yeah yeah, yeah. um <laughs> yeah uh uh, anyway, Marys, we have a God. last chance lip sync for you this week. Uh, in honor of Hollow's moment that they had backstage, I thought it would be having a moment. <laughs> I thought it would be appropriate to bring you a great lip sync song that I want done all the time by Biff Naked. Just a moment of weakness. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm quivering at the knees, Mary. Oh, what 